Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, JJ. With me today, we have Lupian Jr. and Nate this week because he's busy being Shocks. busy. What was that, Junior? Shocks. <laughs> he's a busy man. Come on. Busy watching Light of Duty. <laughs> Later on the show, we have restaurant entrepreneur Dave Griffiths. Griffith, oh, that is such a tongue twister of a name joining us. As usual, we'll round off the show with our salad dressings of the week. So, oh, Jesus, I'm having a fucking nightmare here. So would you like to start over? No, let's just keep going. Okay. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with the podcast. Follow, like, share and subscribe and let us know you're listening. I like so, how you manage I, that bit. Yeah, I like, know. It's probably flawless. the hardest bit. Yeah. Like, like, follow, <laughs> share, subscribe. It's like, do, 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 and you just manage it, but you can't say fucking Griffiths. Here, by the way, right, I've, so since leaving like, school, I've hardly read a fucking book, right? Because you can't read. <laughs> I can't read. I feel like I can't read when I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading, like, nighttime stories to Penelope. <laughs> like, and the... So Dark Some of them, so I'm like, oh my god! It's like, Jesus, it's been a it's been a wee while since I've read. It doesn't help. See, like typical books, you'll go line, 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 and you just know the flow of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like kids, kids books, some of them, it'll like jump from here and there and everywhere. Level to next oh. level. No, not even that. Like they'll have pictures and the and words are dotted all over yeah, the yeah. shot. It'll be like a four four word fucking sentence, and then it'll still join. Oh, I have a fucking nightmare. I can only read kids' books. That's about it. That's as good as my vocabulary goes. I just don't read. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I kind of, I kind of feel like I need to go and start reading again. Honestly, so books can... are so boring, man. So I can actually teach my own daughter how to fucking read. <laughs> uh, right, if it was speaking about this week, so if you kept up with the podcast, you would have seen this week we announced that we'll be going bi-weekly so we'll be every two weeks we'll be putting out the episodes with the likes of life getting back to some sort of normality myself get fucking football hockey kicking off we've got work we've got we're, we're, oddly this week it was the strangest thing we started making plans which was the strangest no for going on nights no. out oh i go on a nights out that was oh, yeah. odd yeah yeah night out. weird it was it felt it did feel strange making nights out. Like Jade, when was it? Jade last week. She was she, she got the diary out and she started writing a heap of stuff hmm. in. I'm like, oh my god, this is filling up quick. Amount of stuff that I've written on the calendar in the kitchen, and then you go back you and it's like just scored off. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> no, it's it's nice. Obviously, like all of us will be going to back to hockey. Jordan has to go since he's. Okay. <laughs> We, you we, think? we might show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help, help our brother out. <laughs> but no, yeah. So every two weeks, episodes will be going out. They'll still be full of the same old shit. And then social medias will be kept up to date exactly the same as they are just now. Well, it won't be the same time. No, not the same time. Frame. It'll be, frame, but it'll be the same posts. Same flow, same posts, just as same and old. when the episodes will be coming out. We might be able so. to get the odd, the odd thing out here and there on the social media a bit more yeah just with yeah. us having a little bit well more time. a little bit more time but like we might be we might put some a little bit more content than we than we have more already 
but no, it's nice to be getting back to some sort of normality. normality. It's 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 a bit strange though. Like it's got to be a an adjustment in itself. We've gotten so used to it's got to be a slow burn. Pretty much, in, yeah. pretty much nothing on to Every everything ramp ramping up. Like I'm looking at my week, even just next week, and it's just football, football, hockey, football. And I'm like, oh my god! No, no, I'm getting to oh, we're we're here. This we're here on going to this place on the Sunday, and we're doing this on the Saturday. I'm like, whoa! Can you imagine complaining about getting paid to play football, Callum? I know. I don't get paid. Free to play. No big deal. I just, I just, I just do it for the love of the game. Eh? I just do it for the love of the game. I smell, smell shite. shite. <laughs> it's on record. I'm. I just do it for the love of the game. It's all on. So. <laughs> but no, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be fucking weird. Even just like going, like work, as well. Like the amount of people that are going to be back in offices to some degree even if it's like a three-day week or whatever, like every office I've been in for like the last year has been dead. Yeah. You're lucky if you see three people a day. Yeah. Like, and I'm not going to lie, I quite fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like this past few weeks and stuff, we've kind of had people doing training courses and the odd person here and there coming up like into the office, like the word coming in before. And there's a there's this slight element of anxiety because you're like, mm-hmm. look at all the, look at all these people. Look like, at all oh, those ticking. <laughs> look at all those ticking. It's weird. <laughs> like you get a little bit like, should should they be here? Is that right? But it's always it's all fine. Everything's like no safe and all this stuff. But it's all just a bit strange getting back to this yeah. normal way of life again. So there's like, a couple so- of places that we look after. They've got like. The staff have got to ask permission to come into the office. Hmm. Uh, you can tell when they show up, they've not asked. And like, we're supposed to like grass them up. I'm like, I'm like, fuck grassing somebody <laughs> up for coming in to do their job. Like, fuck off. But I've seen, you might, might have seen, like, the government's been kind of trialing the odd like event, event here and there. Yeah, well, there was and, that one um, that we spoke about a few was weeks it a ago. Couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, they'd done, like, a rave. For all the mm-hmm. goths. This... No, it wasn't, was it? <laughs> no, it was just... Oh, tank <laughs> engine goth. <laughs> 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 just, when you said a rave, the first thing oh. that came <laughs> in my head is that video of the goth under the bridge dancing the Thomas the Tank Engine. Do you know it's changed? The Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune. No, I don't kids, mate. I gotta watch it every morning. <laughs> they had a concert down in England as well. Um, was it was like three weeks ago. Did they? Yeah, it was the um, was it the Amazons that they had playing? Um, well, they had what? just we're yeah. not getting out of lockdown because they've got the Indian variant. No, <laughs> they're fucked. But they uh, they just done the FA Cup yesterday as well. Oh yeah, there was fuck that was it. And it like eleven thousand people or something. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I can tell you exact amount, but the difference in watching a sporting event with fans, with fans and without fans, massive. it's night and day. It was massive, mm-hmm. and like even like because there was there there was so little little in terms of like Football the size capacity, of Wembley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there, it was still really loud. But it changes a game. Yeah, you see, like I was saying, uh, 
I seen it with my dad. It was the other week. We were watching a game, and there was little bits here and there where the game was really bland. It was like a nil-nil game. Nothing was happening. It got mm-hmm. to like seventy odd minutes, and usually that would be when you know the fans start to get on. Like if it's a home, if it's the home side, and they're yeah, not, get behind and they're the meant to be winning, they'll get behind the team. They'll be shouting at like the ref for a foul and all this stuff. But there's none of that. Yeah, but now, now that there was yesterday, it's the same with like with us watching UFC. To be fair, like last night's one was a full (laughs) attendance in Texas, (laughs) um, and it it just makes watching the fight so much more enjoyable. Yeah, because it's just little things like you'd have noticed it last night, like no. The odd kick here and there, or some someone does something wrong. No, like, and everybody's like, kick, kick them in the groin or something. Kick like, them like, in the oh. dick, Stephen. That shit happens. They go, oh, and it just it just ramps it up that bit more. Yeah. I don't know how like a fighter would feel in that. Just personal, personal preference, whether or not it affects them or, or not. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We'll, we'll move on to our guest for the episode, shall we? Yeah. This segment is sponsored by Ice Sports Caledonia, the exclusive importers of Fisher ice hockey equipment for the north of Scotland. Check them out on Facebook at Ice Sports Caledonia. Enjoy, Dave. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Diving into Sal Bowl with us today, we have Aberdeen's very own Lord Alan Sugar meets Gordon Ramsay. Welcome to the show, Dave Griffiths. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, thank you. It's the first time I've been introduced like that. So. <laughs> first time for anything. I guess I'll have to take it. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <Cold> worse. <laughs> you can try again if you want. <laughs> you can record as many times as you like. It's going to get worse, isn't it? <laughs> So, David, when when did the the journey as an entrepreneur uh, begin for yourself, and has it always been within the restaurant industry, or has there been anything else beforehand? Um, that's like people don't really bang that word about with me much, to be quite honest. <laughs> Weird when people use it because I still just kind of feel like I'm uh, I'm just kind of rolling with what happens, and uh, I kind of feel like I've just been lucky enough that I've latched on to like an opportunity, like I suppose with Avo that. Had a little business that went pretty well. People responded well to it, and then people just kind of kept asking me to do stuff, and then they've kind of liked what I've done. And it doesn't really—I don't really feel like I'm trying to be like this business guy or anything. It's just mm-hmm. I just do what I really enjoy doing, and um, yeah, stuff just keep people just keep asking me to spin plates, and I'm just to be honest, I just feel like a yes man and a bit of an opportunity. <laughs> like, <laughs> saying no if I like what people are doing like a, I only really say no to like if companies approach me that I don't really kind of get what they're doing I don't really like it I'll tend to just be like nah like I, I'm not really keen to like run your socials because I just wouldn't put enough like passion into it and stuff or mm-hmm. whatever they're doing it's more just like pals that have like a really good like built-on company or like like Roots at the Beach does like amazing vegan food and stuff and I'm like fuck I mean I'd love to out that a bit more like are you joking so <laughs> I kind of just always just say yes to folk that have like cool shit and then just yeah now I'm just in the position where I'm spinning loads of plates and just trying to keep my fucking head above water <laughs> 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 so, um, but yeah it kind of all I guess I've, I've always worked in restaurants like I've been um, I kind of always just wanted to work so when I was like 11 or so I had like a paper round and I was going up and down likes of 
all the boing uh, and things like delivering my papers. And then I got a job in a rest in a it was a hotel actually. I, I got I interviewed for a job. I knew I was too young. I was like maybe like thirteen at that point, and I was like twenty pound a week sucks. Like I want to buy more shit. <laughs> <laughs> Argus catalog and be like. Like I want like that and that and stupid shit as well, like pinball, Simpsons pinball machines and crap like that. It's just like a real seven-year-old dream. Book. And like, how can I get more than twenty pound a week? So I, was, I remember I like replied for a job at Humpty Arms Hotel. It's a pot washer, and then the guy like kind of sussed me out and like he offered me the job, but then he phoned my mum and was like, "Wait, is this guy actually like legal age?" She was like, "No." Like, <laughs> so, I had to wait a bit longer and then yeah and eventually I did end up getting a job in like a, a restaurant in a boy and then grafted and absolutely loved it and I was just there all the time like if any time I wasn't in school I'd be straight there like grouting out in between paving slabs in the courtyard <laughs> like anything I could do to pass another hour and try and get my wage I was trying to like break a grand in a month was like my goal at the time so I would do anything for it pretty much like um so yeah it's kind of like I suppose where it started um and then I've just always worked in restaurants moved to town pretty young and then grafted away um just in restaurants and hotels and all that sort of stuff and then came to the point where where Avo came along and then mm-hmm. kind of just seemed like too good an opportunity to miss really Didn't yeah plan for the business but yeah that's kind of the backstory I suppose awesome yeah so we've obviously we've seen your socials and all this stuff so we know you're obviously one of the co-founders of Stacks can you give us a little bit of a kind of rundown? What like, what is Stacks and when can we kind of see it in Aberdeen? So Stacks basically is kind of like it's kind of me and the other director Michael. It's kind of our um, it's almost like our frustration at the fact that nothing's happened in Aberdeen. Um, it's almost us going for fuck's sake. Why why was it so difficult for me to launch Avo in town? Like. Yeah. I wasn't, I, don't get me wrong I was not hard up but I was definitely not like I was always raised to earn money like I would never be like given anything or if I wanted like I always remember like this little police car in Toy Bazaar was like 15 quid where Higgs is now and I was really young and my parents were always like no fucking earn the money like earn it if you want to buy it go away work hard earn it you'll appreciate it so mm-hmm. because of that I've kind of always been in the mindset of well I've always got to earn if I want something. So with um, launching a business in Aberdeen, I wasn't from like, I wasn't going to get given anything by anyone. And I didn't have loads of savings as well, like all that sort of stuff. So we got pushed into launching an Aberdeen market because it was super cheap. And all the guys in like commercial units wanted like um, ridiculous rents and rates. And you all, you all know the scoop. Like it's not cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the rates, it's not the council, it's the government that set them. Um, and they're not doing much to help the looks of it so and even then when we found one that was say like 20 grand a year which would be quite affordable for a little restaurant then there was one where the landlord was like oh yeah but i want 80 grand straight up <laughs> oh, <damn>. you <laughs> wonder why like the city center of aberdeen is looking the way it is at the moment yeah 100 percent. like that's just to take on a lease it's like i'm not even gonna own this like you joking if i go under in a year mm-hmm. like yeah like it just it didn't I didn't understand it and I was just always thinking like this is just me because going out blind and like knowing full well I was I was an idiot it was my first one I was just kind of rolling with it and trying to get there <laughs> and I knew full well I shafted here there wherever else and I just have to try and be as cautious as I could but at the same time I was like I can't believe there isn't better opportunity for launching businesses 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where, like, I went into the market and we launched Abo there and um, we were just like, right, well, let's make the best out of a bad situation. And we're like, well, what's the positives? Like, the Aberdeen market is a shithole. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone also knows that Madame Muse is amazing. Sushi Box is amazing. Mm-hmm. Businesses that have come out of it, like Cupcakes by Joe and uh, Yarakobi by CJ, have, like, prospered out of that little unit in there and gone onto the street and ran successful businesses. So I was like, well, why isn't this being, why isn't it utilized better? Why isn't it being used as like a springboard or an incubator? Yeah. So it was really just a case of where this is kind of the only affordable option. Um, and how do we, how do we like turn the challenge into an opportunity? Um, and certainly that way was seeing the potential and then meeting the people in there, like all the traders in there, all of them <laughs> most of them in there <laughs> there, were some, there were some mad guys in there doing something <laughs> um, i like the i like the ghetto feel of the market it was cool you know, there's always stuff changing and stuff like that but um definitely it was a case of let's kind of embrace who is there what they're doing and the passionate people in there and like how can we turn that into an advantage for us so that's when we were like right let's just try and regenerate it we know it's mm-hmm. doing it's going to get closed down. Developers are sniffing about. Um, let's just hit the ground running as fast as we can. Not, never let our flight focus down. Try and regenerate the space. If we can paint the outside communal space for everyone's like better good, then let's do it if we're quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of people really latched onto the mission, the demand, and that's when um, Michael actually visited with his girlfriend and I told him about it. He went to London, did a construction project because he was just doing his like kind of final year of quantity surveying at Robert Gordon's. Okay. Um, and then Spark went in his head when he went to Container Park down there and thought, oh, this would really work in town. That guy has no idea how to build it, but I know how to build it, but I have no idea how to run it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just fit. Um, kind of just meant to be, I suppose. Like a guy comes to Avo randomly and I'm just chatting to him like I would anyone else. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it sort of fell into place. So it's really just us going, you know what, if the market's going to go now, it's now COVID's kind of wiped it out. Mm-hmm. The market's going to go. We've got nowhere. Like there's places like the Galleria, but like there's no, mm. football, let's be honest. Yeah. So they're not doing anything particularly special with it. Yeah. Nowhere else in town I can think. And if I hadn't have had the market. I wouldn't have had a platform to, to launch a business because it would have been out of my remit. Um, and we've seen since we launched Stacks and asked for applications and stuff, there's like f- hundreds of people with ace ideas, like ace ideas, passions, like willing to like launch these businesses, but maybe to the tune, to the tune of like 10 grand, not to like 80. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, it's definitely a spot there where there needs to be like a stepping stone. And this is our solution. And if the council, like, they've been great, don't get me wrong. But if they haven't done anything, knowing that the market is kind of on a time limit, then I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, well, we are, me and Michael, we're just going to give it a go. And to be honest, it's one of those things that if, if it doesn't go through and if it does fall in its arse, I'm very happy to have known I've tried everything I can to at least get up and running and if I fail I fail if not then it's like it was worth the, it was worth the risk you know 100%. and so is it looking to be something similar to like the box park and stuff in London that you would find like there yeah there's yeah. 
London's a weird one because it's such a big place because actually we've done a lot of R&D about all the container parks and mm-hmm. across the UK, like there's ones in Bristol, Manchester, Sunderland, Newcastle, there's Dockyard Social in Glasgow, the Pit in Edinburgh, loads of these things. They work everywhere they go as well, but mm-hmm. Londoners, they've kind of got all range of container parks, like Box Park's like the big brand one. We've got like a Nike yeah. store. The bars are run by Molston Coors and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you've got ones like Pop Brixton and Buck Street Market. Mm-hmm that are very like local community focused and have like community gardens and all this sort of cool stuff and like music studios and blah, blah, blah. So we basically just kind of plucked all the things um, that we think and that the public think from our kind of feedback forms and surveys of them that kind of will best suit an Aberdeen model. Um, I just kind of tried to get the best like container park model for, for Aberdeen, if you like. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're looking at 100% local independent um, the bars either run by like breweries, distilleries themselves, or if they're not that game for the kind of the hassle, then getting at least a local operator to operate within our remit of you've got to be all local drinks. Um, okay. Uh, because that is the of the, the whole business. So, I mean, it won't just be like longer term leases as well. It will be like kind of two, three sort of year leases is what we're thinking as like a long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a short term lease would be in the range of literally like a day a week. Um, so that we're covering all bases so that Mary and her cheesecakes can bake loads of cheesecakes like one week and then go, right, I'm going to go to Stacks on a Saturday. I'm going to see how these sell. I'm going to get feedback and then go from there. If like they're a hit, I'll maybe do a Saturday, Sunday, and then I'll maybe do a week and then progress and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we're like nurturing very grassroots business at an affordable like if that's we can do that for like 60 to 100 pound a day which is what we're mm. we've currently financially budgeted for and seems viable and um, like say 60 pound a weekday and like 100 pound for a weekend day then i would bite your arm off to do that if i had oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good chance to trial a business if you're not really too <laughs> sure if you can take the plunge or not isn't it yeah 100 percent. and you've got guaranteed footfall there as well you've mm-hmm. got a support community and um, if you've got guys like us that we're very much wanting to be people that will help these guys as well in terms of put them in touch with like business gateway or help look over their business plans even though I don't really feel qualified but maybe someone someone that's more in tune with that that we meet will be able to do that sort of thing and just generally just nurture grassroots business all the way up to like even established ones like um like your kind of street food takeaways and stuff that may already have a unit it's like yeah well we'll need to have like a lower risk element for us for our benefit too so getting those guys in will be a thing but it won't take anyone out of their units because they're in a container they'll serve like four or five dishes so chances are if it's x street mm. food trader already in town they'll look to do like a different kind of spin-off version in stacks mm. okay then that would help them generate more revenue because the rates and costs are still low mm-hmm. yeah. and they could potentially expand their brand to another city or mm-hmm. open a bigger shop or whatever so it kind of just all it rotates around that ro- rate, uh, revolves around that model of nurturing our Aberdonian businesses um, at any level and um, to try and get them to, to grow and expand and ultimately fill like Union Street in the um, current commercial va- like, units, which are only going to increase in their vacancy rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. Yeah, that sounds totally awesome. Yeah. 
I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you do see it though. You see it all, all around. Like those places where you can go and like you can get a drink and you don't necessarily have to all eat from the same place. You can go and, you know, one can go one place, one can go another, and then you're all sitting at the same table all having a couple of drinks with it. Like it seems to function incredibly well wherever it is. Um, so hopefully it does the same thing in Aberdeen. It'd be great to see. Yeah, I absolutely love those things. I mean, we just mm-hmm. uh, we just got Backyard Beach Collective um, down at Cadona's, um, which was because we were, it was actually, um, I had like a, there was a connection to Avo um, with, the, with the people that own Cadona's and they kind of mentioned to me about perhaps helping them in some form of like marketing somehow. And then we got chatting and realized there was to do like a kind of outdoor drinks thing. And then it turned into, well, you know what, actually, like they were really keen on this idea of stats and they really liked the concept and they're like, well, if there's any way we can help you, then maybe you'd like to get involved. So that's when it kind of just naturally were like, yeah, okay. Um, like we've got three weeks from when you're expecting to do it, but let's just go for it. Let's get like some street traders involved that have lost out due to like events being canceled over the last year. So I tried to just think up guys that, were predominantly like kind of events income based, like Hayden Pizza and Smoke and Soul that I've worked with quite closely since lockdown. Um, Sushi Box, who obviously got evicted from the market um, and I've had to take up residency at Tiplin House. Um, so I got those guys involved and thought, right, well, this could then be a, a way for them to earn additional income that they have obviously lost out on being shafted through COVID, which is a nice thing for them. And it's very much in the stacks ethos. Um, and then also create that kind of mini stacks almost like a little outdoor street food market where you've got all local traders so they all give a shit about the food they're serving they're all passionate about it and then you've also got the bar which is operated by Cadonas with like Fierce and T Smith Gin and Still River Gin um, as like the headliners um, so it's kind of just like with a, a contribution of the whole thing going towards stacks to help us with our kind of early stage early stage costs like legal and design fees um, and it's been meant, I mean, this will obviously go out a little bit later, but we've just done the first weekend away to go in the second, and it was absolutely nuts. It was wild. It was really wild. Even with the weather, the great. I remember, I remember kind of looking, I looked and I thought, oh, wow, I think I'll maybe get a ticket. And I looked back on, and I was like, oh, they're, oh, they're gone. They're just, they're just gone. I was like, holy shit, this is, this is taking off just there. And I'd seen it on pretty much every one of my friends' social media is going, yeah. oh, want to go to this this weekend and all this stuff. It, and as well, because obviously you're doing local people, everyone kind of seems to, everyone kind of seems to huddle around and go, oh, really, let's try that. Let's let's go to that. And it's, it's good to see. It's great to see. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. It was nuts. I mean, I only, I only launched it on Stax's page and then, and my page as well and before it had even hit like evening express had like got a photographer down and doing like an article on it before the article even come out it was already like what was it three and a half thousand people booked or something that's, oh. mad. that's fucking awesome <laughs> that's amazing hours actually it was five and a half thousand by two days which is like when the article went out and i was just like fuck's sake this article's a way to go out this <laughs> 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 First world problems, but um, yeah, it was ace. I absolutely, I was, I was just loving how not only was everyone up for supporting all these businesses. That's what it's about. It's not about 
stacks. It's not about me, Michael, anyone. It's about the collective and li literally the collective at the beach of all the guys that need support. Um, mm. Not in like a begging way, just in a case of like, it's been a shit year. It really yeah. has. Yeah. Predominantly events income totally dried up and luckily they all reacted and got through it. Like Smoke and Soul went on to Deliveroo and are absolutely killing it. Sushi Box went to Tiplin House and it's an amazing matchup if you ask me. Um, Hayden's Pizza are still going, doing various events and still like surviving like and doing well. So it was just a way of kind of going, right, fuck, third one, let's just kind of have a way of celebrating it and like just pushing forward. And, and that luckily everyone I can ask first off was like dead keen to do it. So yeah, it was really cool. I'm, I'm loving it. It's hard graft, like really hard graft, but definitely worth it. Oh, we're, you get we're a payoff like that. Yeah, we're going to check out this weekend. Successful. We've we've got a, a cycle this weekend for training uh, for our, our cycle in July. So we're going to finish up there and stuff our faces. Eat shit tons for of sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, can you just show up or do you have to have a booking for it? Or is it yeah, a bit of a mixture? Yeah, you can you can walk in. There's been the, the guys at um so Cadonas are running the bar and they're running the kind of logistical side of like the staffing and reserva like reservations and stuff. On the most part, like I've got access to the diary, thankfully. So a lot of people that have been kinda of asking me, I'm I'm doing all the social media and graphic design and blah 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 for it. So I'm obviously I'm getting a lot of messages and stuff asking to like rearrange bookings and all that sort of stuff. So I'm on the diary. So if anyone does uh want to try and get squeezed in somewhere they can always get in touch with like the backyard page and then we'll try and see like do a bit of funky tetris with the booking diary but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you can just walk in you can there's tables kept by so every day there's at least like walk-in tables where guys at the front desk who are really good will try and like seat you somewhere um as soon as they can and then you can take away as well which is really good so you can okay. well if it's dry you can go Take a donder down, down to the beachfront and sit with your pizza, your sushi, or whatever else. So, yeah. Awesome. So I, I, I kind of noticed as well at the Backyard Beach Collective, there's Aber Dam. Is that yourself as well? I told you I'm a yes man. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um. So, obviously, the, the kind of event in a whole is like supporting stats. So, every kind of trader is. Like we've just left it up to them. We've not asked for anything. Like I don't want to dip in anyone's revenue and say, oh, we need X amount to go towards stacks or whatever else. It's literally just like, you know what? If you want to ask each customer if they want to donate or if you want to put anything forward, feel free. Like donate um, what you can to the cause because we are running in. Like luckily everyone's been doing pro bono work so far, which is really kind of people. But they are starting to get into some costs. Um. So yeah, just we're kind of taking donations that way from them. And then... uh. Michael actually had an idea for um he actually had a, a dream he was in Amsterdam stoned eating Dutch fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's my type of dream. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> out, of this, out of this dream he says to me, Mike, Mike's like fucking amazing. He's very like let's just fucking do it, get it done. And uh, I'm quite dependent. I suppose I'm the more like cautious Carol and I'm quite like well, right, let's just like figure this out a bit. Let's think about it rationally. And he's like, no, fucking do it. He had this dream and he was like, that would like, that would really pop. And he's not a food background, don't you? he's not. He's like, he's construction, obviously. So he's getting the getting the buzz for it now, um, <laughs> which is ace. But yeah, he had this dream about that. And 
was like, oh, I think that would really work. Like, I think something that would be pretty good. Um, should we launch it? Because we were originally thinking, like, maybe a food truck somewhere or whatever else. And I was like, should we lo- let's launch this at Backyard. And I was just there thinking, fuck, I've got to do, like, logo, branding, like, all the bells and whistles that come with it for Backyard. And now we're going to do an actual business. So not only do we have to set up a business, obviously they're doing all the menu and then that's more branded and logo design. I was just like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> but we just did it. We had three weeks and we just like absolutely like slammed our heads down and got on with it. And yeah, we've set it all up. So it's, we've sourced, um, we've sourced these, I mean, I was kind of the same as you probably think like chips or chips, but we sourced these fries that are like, um, they're Dutch, Belgian and French potatoes and they're processed in Dorset. So we had to get these things. We'd seen a bit of hype about them online. They're quite new. Um, and we arranged for someone to ship them up from Dorset um, <laughs> to Edinburgh. And then we had to get them arranged for Edinburgh. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's passion in your product, isn't <laughs> I love, it? I love those <laughs> hype about tatties on Instagram. All for a potato. Like <laughs> Do you know what though? There are chips, and then there's chips though. Like some chips you do get, like the food's amazing, and you just get garbage chips, chips with them. Yeah. yeah, I was impressed. When we first, I was, well, I was more relieved than impressed first. Got a little ton of them, like a thousand kgs of these things. Uh, <laughs> so they better have been good. <laughs> yeah. so honestly, I was Michael that set it up. He was like, he did an amazing job finding the right ones. Uh, not from the food background, and yeah. Um, luckily they, they taste legit and we got so many people coming back to be like by the way those are fucking those are <laughs> um, so yeah it's kind of paid off in that respect so yeah it's, it's very simple like uh, fries um, fries range of sauces and then we've tied up because obviously I like the lab I really like the kind of local collaboration uh, aspect and kind of getting more people involved in like just us and like mm-hmm. shine the light on other local businesses. So we got Pig's Wings, who I'm close with, to be like a sauce partner because they're a way to start like bottling their homemade sauces. Oh, cool. Those. So I thought that was quite a cool little thing to kind of give them a wee boost in their sauces. Um, uh, and Angus and Oink for their seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just, they don't need a boost. They're doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they've, just moved, they've just moved into a new premises as well. Yeah, I just got a delivery actually from them now and she's like, God, I've Bloody yeah, grown out of it already. It's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> doing, how good their stuff is. Like they're doing really well, um, and their products are ace. Their seasoning absolutely flew that first weekend. We got 15, 15 hours of it in, and we were one left. So Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. So they um, they've gone down really well. Too. And yeah, it's it's, it's 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 just a good model. It's super super simple. It's just chips and sauce, a bit of seasoning, but it's just done. What we feel in a really a really good way, just quite finessed. Um, the product tastes amazing, in my opinion, and seems to get received well. So, um, yeah, props to Michael not being from a food background and kind of coming up with that in his in his stoner dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really well for us. So that 100% of the profits are just going towards stats. Um, awesome. That's, that's why we've done it is to um give ourselves we need a revenue stream because so far we've just been paying for the website for any odd bits of like legal stuff we just kind of need to do and blah 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 like we've just been paying out our own pockets for now every mm-hmm. month so it's nice to have a little revenue stream to kind of help us on our way and then yeah before we until we get the land which is really close um the formalities are kind of being drawn up on that so until we get the land the land is the key to funding once we've got the land yeah we'll give you funding and we've kind of got the funding Avenues up, ready to go. 
um, but until that land is tied. So to get the land, obviously there's costs to sort out the legalities of getting the land. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're needing the cash for. So it'll help a big, a big chunk in taking that pressure off because I'm fucking skint. <laughs> <laughs> honestly with speaking to you you show a lot of passion and about local small businesses is there any like new small businesses you'd love to see more of in Aberdeen um I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I'd like specifically to see um there's some really good ones coming up we've got um Olive Alexander's appearing this weekend, I say this weekend, it will probably be last weekend or the one before by the time this goes out. But um, they were someone that I was really keen to get involved because they've just started and they're like a little online delicatessen. So they're focusing in um, fine wines, cheeses, um, kind of meat boards and stuff like that. Um, the branding's quite cool. It's like 1920s, but funky too. Awesome. Um, and they just seem yeah really passionate about kind of their product and just like um, a good couple of a couple of um a couple of people so i've given them spot at backyard um we've kind of got like a guest hut where people are just going to rotate there'll be like different mm -hmm. foods every okay day. so i was really keen even though they've not done an outside event before they were quite confident to do it and i was like fucking go for it like this is exactly what stacks is all about mm -hmm. like even though you've just set up and you've never done an outside event just go for it do yeah, it just try it yeah 100 percent, and that's what i want to do i want to give other people like that opportunity that i found hard to come by um, yeah so they're going to do that and i'm really looking forward to to well hopefully trying to like nip out of the, the prior fumes and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and we can see obviously but with speaking to you and things obviously you've got a passion for for helping businesses and things but also sounds like you've got a huge passion for food and we can see that obviously all over your social media and things where did that sort of passion for cooking and food and everything where did that come from for you um just just working and amongst it mm -hmm. um like it was obviously i kind of got that job um in the restaurant when i was like 15, 16 or whatever out in a boy and I was just replying to an ad in the paper um, it wasn't really like intentional um, like I was um, just kind of trying to find something to kind of to work at and then I just really enjoyed it I was because I was there so much just trying to do whatever I could to just kind of uh, not be at home kind of sitting on my arse um, I just really enjoyed the environment and then naturally when I moved into town like that was kind of what I was almost like trained in, I suppose. So it was the easiest mm -hmm. job to get when I moved into town, just carried on enjoying it. And then kind of just seemed like that was the only thing I really found that I enjoyed to do as a job. So when I went, I went to college because I was a bit of a div to be fair. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't a classroom person at all. I was like the ADHD kid that would just be <laughs> joking around or like just causing a bit of a riot and being a bit of a contestant. So, um, I went to college instead of uni because I didn't think I'd stick four years out at one thing. So I went to college and did a business course. Um, and then I did hospitality just literally because token I'd worked in hospitality and was like, I guess this will come in useful <laughs> of it since I've done a lot of it. And then from both of those courses, I really liked the marketing aspects on both of them. So then I did uh, advertising and PR. Um, and then I lasted a year before I dropped out. So it's kind of funny thinking back now how I, I, 
No, thanks. I was just, I was quite young and like, uh, I was just, I was trying again because um, I was doing full-time college, but I didn't get given any money by my parents. They were quite like strict and like, well, I mean, if you prove you've committed and you go to uni and commit something, we'll help pay your rent and stuff. But if you're just kind of at college, you can kind of pay your own way, mate. They're a bit hard. They brought my sisters at uni. I was like, oh, they ended up, ended up falling towards me like later on because they saw I was knackered. Basically, I was doing college full time and working like 50 hours a week, like restaurants and stuff. So um, it was kind of, uh, it kind of helped me out in the end. But at the start, certainly, it was like, I think they just thought, oh, you're just not, you've never really proven yourself to be sticking to the classroom environment so far. So, um, go and give it a go and then once you've proved you're committed then we'll help you out so um yeah I liked that did advertising and PR and then just stayed in in, uh, in restaurants and just really enjoyed it and I was lucky enough to to work in some places that were really like local produce driven and that's where I really found like my kind of passion was like I really liked like going down to Stonehaven Harbour and meeting the lobster guy getting the lobsters like off his boat and taking them back to the restaurant <laughs> Something quite special about that, though, isn't there? And I think that's something that you almost need a bit more of in in places is, you know, going down and, and getting it from local people. And cause you almost feel we don't exploit our own resources as much as other countries do. So much out there, too. Like, I was really lucky that I had people that were willing to kind of take me under their wing and take me out and show me how to, like, forage for mushrooms and forage for wild garlic and, like, yeah, I meet the lobster man and all that sort of stuff. And um, at the time, I suppose I was kind of like, like trudging through the like the woods of like um, got like Darius and stuff like for six hours looking for fucking mushrooms. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this guy's enjoying. It. I was like, well, this guy's doing quite well, and he kind of seems to have done quite well in this industry. So I guess I just kind of have to cut my teeth a bit, and I'll. And then I just got really into it, and um, there's just yeah, so much going on up here with like game or like foraging for ingredients and stuff and I was never like chef and I was always front of house but I, I really enjoyed the aspect I enjoyed kind of like taking it back and then like shouting about it to the people I was serving mm-hmm. I was like quite like passionate about that so um it was always that local produce focus for me and then um that's just kind of what spurred me on and the more I got into it the more kind of like I guess obsessed with it I got of like no fuck Peroni, serve six degrees north or something. Like, <laughs> no, like, local is better. It's just, it is. It's a better quality thing and it costs a bit more, but fuck it, you're supporting local, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of got more into it. And um, and then that was when when we launched Bravo. I was very, like, insistent that the menu should be focusing on supporting local producers. Um, and that was what other people would want. So let's just do it. So that was kind of just how it came about. And then just, yeah, like, went from there. Yeah, you mentioned in Avo there, and you're obviously speaking a little bit about it at the start. What was the like drive and passion and inspiration behind Avo? Uh, it wasn't a love for avocados, so I hated them until the first time. <laughs> 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 even shorter, honestly, I thought they were disgusting, but then, um, yeah, I got, got converted, like, literally, the place I worked at before it, and Avo toast, and it was that mix that we, that we use in our menu. There's like loads of lime juice chili like uh, spring onion and coriander through it uh, back and bang as soon as you put loads of stuff in it just get rid of the taste of avocado yeah. as soon itself. as you disguise the whole taste <laughs> of the I avocado mean. it's fine yeah the kind of driver behind it was just i went so obviously i didn't really like avocado 
and then I got really into it and then I had that thing where like you know when you start liking something and suddenly like whether it's like you get into stouts or something and suddenly like you only buy stouts for like the next couple of months because you're like ah oh, there's this new world of stuff that I like um so I was just like eating it loads making it at home and then I went to Amsterdam of all places um and I found this place um, that was like an avocado cafe and it looked really popping on like Instagram stuff. It was like quite young. It was like a year old, had like 130,000 followers. It seemed like genuine followers as well. Like its engagement was as high as that too. So and it was not even in the center. It was on like a back street out, out of the town. So I was just really intrigued from like a kind of food business point of view. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went and hunted it down and got in quite early and then there was just a queue the whole way down the street for it the whole time I was there and it just seemed a bit wild all this buzz about this little avocado cafe that was tiny and it was branded quite well it was very like green and splashes of pink everywhere and it wasn't gimmicky it was quite done it was done pretty swish so I quite liked the whole like vibe of it too but I was sitting there the whole time and thinking I'm not like a chef but like I'm very like front of house like detail driven and the food was just all about detail. It was just all about the way like the slices of avocado, if they were spread out, they would all be like inch perfect separated from each other and amazing little garnishes that you'd never think of and just looked like stunning. Great for Instagram. Yeah, oh, all <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't take bad photos of that stuff pretty much. Um, so I was just sitting there thinking, bloody hell, this is like, I could, I could make this, I'm pretty sure. Like I could make, it's breakfast. Like I can make it. I mean, I'm sure like the, the skills that I've picked up over the years, just pitching in in kitchens or doing like the little training if I need yeah. Um, I'm sure I could get by and it just kind of didn't go out of my head since that kind of opportunity came along and did it at the restaurant I was kind of, I was doing business development and kind of consultancy for and was like, I want to do like a trial day, like, or a weekend as like a pop up and then do like a street market and stuff like that did it and it was just like yeah it was kind of like fully booked within like x days and hmm. all, like the restaurant was like quadruple books the whole day every day and something mad buzz for it even with like really shitty branding that i'd done at the time because i was <laughs> i was still not i hadn't gone down the kind of graphic design rabbit hole by then so mm-hmm. my efforts there were really poor but it didn't seem to affect it people were still buzzing for it so that's when it kind of just like mm-hmm. we need to find like a proper home for this place because it could be really big it could be like like as buzzing as it's in Amsterdam but here Mm -hmm. um so that was what kind of started it all um and yeah it was just a lot how simple clean instagrammable it was um yeah that's what started it and I could obviously intertwine all the local producers in it too like local bacon and blah blah blah. so it kind of just picked all yeah Awesome. With, with you saying That's that, awesome. like um, we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, the market, obviously everybody in Aberdeen knows what the market is and it it's, looks like it's going to be closing down and leaving. So obviously we know Avo's in there. Where's like the, the plan for Avo to go to? Um, market's done. It's gone. No go back. Done, done. Done, done, done. <laughs> um, it's, it was actually, a lot of people don't realise it was run by um i think it's called in shops i should know that but there's loads of names like the group and then the firm and all that sort of stuff but it was run by like a national chain that had markets all over the uk okay and yeah because weirdly like the first time i kind of realized it was when like an area manager was up to like audit them or whatever and i was just like stunned that 
they were getting audited from an area manager and it was not being like shut. <laughs> <laughs> they actually check and they're okay with it, right? Like, like, so I looked at the other ones, I think I looked at one in Leeds and it just looked exactly the same. 100% like carbon copy, like it was just a bit like run down, under invested in and it's like, okay, it must just be like companies struggling for money or whatever else. Um, so yeah um but they've gone into administration and it's kind of left the property to be up for grabs because the stalling point that we were aware of when we moved in was that they had uh, like an eight year eight years left on their lease for the building okay so developer obviously wanted to come in and build like a big office block um to my knowledge and then they couldn't do it because there was still this contract so right. basically they fall into administration and they're done They've obviously swept, swooped in and gone. Well, now we'll have it. So it is, it is, it is finished. But um, it's a sh- But that's why that's why we felt we needed to kind of act on it because mm-hmm. it is a massive like, shame that that was kind of almost allowed to happen. Like they weren't. I don't know what this, I don't know how we'd really give a private company some more support. To be fair, if they don't want it, if they can't, or they don't want to invest, they, then that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's, a hole it leaves in Aberdeen for sure so that's why obviously that came about um in terms of Avo Avo is just a way to relaunch which is cool um yeah. so that will be what date is this going out the 18th 15th 15th this this episode is going out on the 15th yeah I'm glad one of us knows <laughs> 15th it can't be the 15th it is that's what I typed on 15th social media is Saturday is it oh fuck no is it <laughs> It is the 18th, this will be going out. Yeah. Guest knows we don't. I was, I was set to relaunch the week of the beginning of the 17th. So, um, okay. there's news coming. I weather will have announced it by then. Can't remember if we planned to do the announcement for that or not. But yeah, Avo is Avo's due to relaunch finally. Where we tried, obviously, when we did the pop up at 99 Bar in October. Yeah. Mega booked out and everything, which was really good. Um, that was when we were actively looking for a new cafe, looking for kind of space somewhere to give it its new home. But um, yeah, third lockdown, well and truly put a stop to that. So just kind of put it on a bit of a back burner. Done that through lockdown. Didn't want to, just didn't really want to fuck it up to be honest. Mm-hmm. It was on a really good run. I didn't want to needlessly knee jerk like do something that I didn't think was like good enough quality that would might jeopardize mm-hmm. it. Like poached eggs and delivery, I just thought would be a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just gonna be an egg by the time it gets to you, is it? A soggy box. <laughs> a soggy box and a yolk. Scrambled eggs by the time it gets to you, more like. <laughs> so, as, um, you've obviously got your finger in a lot of pies and, um, you know, like some of the uh, backyard collective and stuff like that. What can we see from you in the future have you got any little ventures or anything up your sleeve that might pop up no more (laughs) (laughs) there's kind of lots of arms and legs growing out of everything which is nice in the respect that people are wanting like us as avo or us as stacks um to do stuff but mm-hmm. yeah, I would just try to really like concentrate on the like the kind of main things like obviously primary focus is, is obviously Avo. Um that was that was obviously around first. It's like my kind of my baby if you like. Um 
So I really want to focus on that, getting it back in a strong position again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been an active stacks, obviously, too. I've got help in both those areas from the guys that I do it with. Um, so I'm just trying to focus really on them. There is other stuff in the background, like obviously Aberdam is in the background. There's something else which we're working on as well, which is to try and help like in the whole like city improvement sort of thing too. Yeah. Whether it comes to Christian or not, I don't know yet. It's too early, but there's, there's stuff going on, but we're just trying to really focus on like not overdoing it because I'm really conscious that as soon as you start taking on too much stuff, it just all suffers and it's not like it's not good enough. The quality isn't good enough because you're you're too far stretched. So um yeah, definitely right now we just try to pick the main things and take the take the best opportunities. Just run them. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, run with it, spin the plates and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> These guys there's seem like you are flying, so there's plenty of plates there. <laughs> plenty of plates. it's really i'm like i'm mega thankful like honestly like when avo closed it was obviously super worrying Mm -hmm. i didn't have any of that stuff going on it was just avo at the time so if i would have thought a year on from avo closing i'd be like in this position where i've got so many opportunities and so many big opportunities as well um Mm -hmm. i would have been like pretty tough so i'm kind of just trying to stay focused and just appreciate being busy because i could be It'd be fucked. I could be stacking shelves at Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you might have a casual cafe back <laughs> Just sobbing every time you walk down the veg aisle. Don't tell me they have a Oh, David, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and it's it's been really cool hearing about sort of the background behind everything and how the businesses are all developing. And I don't know, I speak for the rest of the guys when. We wish you all the best with with stacks coming up, and and we hope it goes really really well. And I'm I'm definitely extremely excited to to see what it it has in store for Aberdeen, and I think it's a fantastic thing, and it's it's definitely something that I think the city's been been yearning for 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 quite a while. Yeah, so for sure, thanks uh, thanks for coming on, and, and all the best for for all your future, future. endeavors. Thanks for that. I really appreciate it. And any uh, kind of opportunities can help kind of get the word out, and um, just on a basis of just improving the city whether it comes from me or someone else like i'm not overly fussed i just want to kind of help that upwards curve um as long as people are doing stuff and there's a lot of activity thankfully that we're starting mm. to see so that's definitely yeah yeah it's got to start somewhere i think yeah. the likes i think the likes of the city i think the likes of the city's been like yearning for something like this and it's great to see like we've all been everyone's been saying it but it's great to see someone like yourself actually take the bull by the horns and go and do it it's quite inspiring yeah, yeah. hopefully more people do because that's that's what it needs i think is i think it's the recent years have proven that less people actually just as you say take the bull by take the bull by the horn and just run with something and just do it for sure aren't gonna we can't rely on other people to, to like do it for us because it's just gonna keep getting worse so yeah more people just get on board do what they want to do and then hopefully in the future we can be someone that can give more of these guys opportunities to to, to launch stuff in the city that's that's the dream to be good yeah, yeah. awesome excellent awesome. perfect well cheers again david really appreciate it man all the Thank best you, man. Cheers. Yeah, cheers cheers man take care tranquility base here the eagle has landed a huge thanks to Dave for coming on the podcast with us this week. So just really good to kind of sit down with a guy that's round about ages with us with such a knowledge in the business area that he's got. And it's good to see that he's doing so well with himself 
Um, it's also been nice to just see that somebody's wanted to feed back into Aberdeen's fucking passion for stuff and make you it see, look less like a shithole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, see, he seems to be doing the right things, the things that we probably all think about. I think I kind of mentioned it towards the end there, the, uh, the interview about how like he just goes and does it. Does it. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we, like the way he's saying about him having the containers and them having the little like stands just for people to come on weekends and mm-hmm. try and promote their business and see how it gets on. Like what, a, like such a great idea. Yeah, such whole, such yeah. a great idea. And you'll have people constantly wanting to go. Oh, I can maybe what have a idea, business. Yeah. Let's oh, just... let's go and see how it works out. And it, it's like no risk really. Yeah, spend a lot of money. Reward, yeah. Well, that's what he's saying as well. He's like, the rates that they're going to be doing will be cheap and like there for yeah, you to, more be able than to take advantage of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of these things that I, th- I hope to. Fuck. I hope Aberdeen laps it up big yeah, time. Like that whole the people... stacks thing that he's wanting to do. I hope Aberdeen laps yeah. that up big time because we need something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think especially. I mean, I'm interested to know where it's going like to go. Like, yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I. I got the idea of it maybe being the market, but I've seen other stuff lately that yeah, that's there's good. already ideas for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I am curious to where they're where they're thinking. There about was it. a whole thing I remember when like stacks first got announced, and you've seen it all over social media. I remember seeing like something about uh, fuck, I've just forgotten the name of the street now. <laughs> and Tiger Tiger used to be Chip Row. Yeah, Ship Row. There was a thing about it being at Ship Row, but I don't have a fucking clue where it could go. Yeah. There. No idea. Yeah, no but idea. I remember there being a thing on Instagram like about that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope it all goes through because the idea is brilliant. I've been to Shoreditch, the one that Keith mentioned, Box Park. I've been down there, and it's very commercial. Yeah. Like it's it is pretty commercial, but there's others across the UK that are awesome. Just the way the whole idea of it's really cool. Cool, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty simple, isn't it? Like a bunch of containers, isn't it? Like bunch of containers, yeah. fill up with good shit, lap it yeah. up, go happy. And you, you've seen how well the uh, backyard beach backyard beach collectors done. Like, I, heathen. Pretty much everyone on my Instagram, I see I, get. I see at least see a few stories a day of the Aberdam fries, which I'm raging at. We never got the chance to go and get the other week. We do apologise for not getting down, David, but yeah, it was a bit wet and windy. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I was going to die. Yes. You and and Calm sitting under a a, safety blanket. A gizmo with a safety blanket. (laughs) Questioning life. Wondering why the hell we've decided to do the NC500. (laughs) Fucking stupid. But yeah, ho- hopefully we'll. Well, how long's left? Is it another, another two week? weeks? Another two weeks. Hopefully we'll maybe get the chance to Nip down. to go down. And I definitely want to try and make it because I really like he bigged up that chip so much. Yeah, special potato, potatoes and everything. The special potatoes. He's bigged potato. up so much. I need to get. I need to get down and <laughs> get some of that in me. Yeah, get in my belly. Right, boys, we know what time it is now. Salad dressing! Switching things up this week, we're going to go with Jordan for Game of the Week. Yeah, I am going with the, I don't know if you, remaster, remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. It's just pure nostalgia. All it is, just 
pure, pure nostalgia. To be fair, I think I spent more time building skate parks than I did actually playing the game. Oh no, I, I that bored the fuck out of me. <laughs> no, you done that with every game, man. It's 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 kind of strange though going back and playing it because obviously it's the same platform, like it's the exact same game. It's just made when, to look when, nicer. When did the original one come out? Like right, Tony Hawk One, about right, twenty. Yeah, it's been ninety-seven. It was PS One anyway. Was yeah, it? It was definitely yeah. PS One. Well, yeah, what? But maybe about 90, 90, 95 Maybe nice. No, I'm I'm saying ninety-seven. Right, let me look this shit up. I'm gonna say ninety-six if we're off fucking hazard. And I guess I play the I play the theme song for right the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Oh, it's just giving me the for one. fuck's sake. Whenever it came out, anyway, it's all this shit. Right, I'm finding this. I'm finding okay. this. Fucking hell. 99. 99. It's the same age as me then. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of strange going back because you only get, remember, you only get like the two minute timer. I no. to get as much accumulate get, as much like, points as possible. Yeah, oh, to get yeah. all your yeah, little yeah, 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 yeah. skate and your tape and all this stuff, and you basically have to do the the level fucking over and over and over again. It's kind of strange though, because obviously nowadays with games, there's n- there's no timer. You just play the game. Can, and that's can I throw a can I throw a a, a a statement that you won't agree with? A better okay, skateboarding game than Tony Hawk is Skate yeah, go, Three. Just go home. Skate just Three. Go home. Just go home. Well, shut fuck up and take it next week then. <laughs> don't don't ruin my game. <laughs> There's no need for that. Was you could have just so- left it till next week, and I said, "Like, <laughs> just uh, not too, not two two skateboard games in a row." Was it Tony? Was it what did the remaster? Was it just the one and two, or was it with the yeah? It's just one and two. It's just the one and two. Okay, because the first game no. that I remember Tony Hawkwise is Underground Two. I'm trying to remember for me personally. Was. Personally, can't fucking remember them at all. I. I remember playing them all. I don't remember exactly remember what them. was what. But no, if if you loved the originals, this is definitely worth a wee play. A wee jaunt. Aye. It's pure nostalgia. And it's I think it's pretty cheap now. So yeah, oh, okay. ten quid. And we'll oh so sorry. It's me. It's me. So we'll move on, we'll move on to movie and series of the week this week, and we've got Junior no longer on games. Well, I do watch stuff as well. Uh, <laughs> this week I'm going for a Netflix original of Afterlife. It's the one that Ricky Gervais uh, produced and wrote himself. Uh, don't really know how to describe it other than an emotional wreck fest. Yeah, I feel myself tearing up just uh, thinking about it's, it. It's, he's, he's a news reporter that's coming to terms with his, his wife passing away and his life just doesn't go swimmingly. <laughs> it's just, it's like a really high and then it just goes fucking tumbling down. And then it, me and Jordan both cry to it, put it that way. Oh, easy. It was such an easy cry as well. Yeah. But like it wasn't one of those lumping. Th- no, it was just it was full just blown. I'm green. I'm just green. But it's a no, surprise! I've it. never fucking watched it. It's really easy to watch. Yeah, season, probably three, cry season three comes out either later this year or early next year. I can't remember. Yeah, but there's there's so two seasons to it, and it's such an easy watch. You can just binge it all in one day if you really. Yeah, it's it, that's the thing. Is it's funny. It's sad, emotional. It's, it's sad. Yeah. It gives you, it gives you. It's, it's emotionally investing. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome. And one. For album of the week this week, we have Loopy. 
So I have gone with Glass Vegas. I've gone with a Glass Vegas this week. So I just find myself like if I'm sitting chilling or if I'm doing stuff for the podcast um, where I don't have to sit and listen to you guys drivel on and edit <laughs> or if I'm in the shower or whatever or doing the dishes and find myself like just going back to their self-titled album Glass Vegas that came out in 2008. Like I think if you haven't heard it, You've been living under a fucking rock, but <laughs> it's just just a brilliant mind album. It's such an easy flow. Mind you, I think a lot of people would have heard probably about two songs. Yeah, yeah. You've had fucking Daddy, a, like, Daddy's yeah. gone. Daddy's gone and, and, and Geraldine. Geraldine you know, two, yeah. two songs everybody's heard, but it's such an easy listen. Like, I think, and I think as well, like even if that two songs weren't on it, that like, still be a good album. Everybody knows it would still be a fantastic album, start to finish. Yeah. A lot of it in that album is very relatable as well, isn't it? I think so, yeah. You, you, yeah like at just least a couple of songs about. anyway. You can pick out stuff and go, yeah, that's how that, that shit, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I, just, oh, I just, life gigs, man. I remember, Soon. So I, I remember not really knowing them. So mm-hmm. this is another phrase, Mac, getting me on a band. And I remember him saying, Las Vegas, come see them. It was, it was another one, no, where you're in this little lull at Teen Apart, where you're like, eh, what we'll go see? Fraser goes, ah, I'm going to see this band, and they're really good. You go along, and they're just, they're unbelievable Brilliant. live. Especially when you get Daddy's Gone and that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be phenomenal to see in, like, a small, small venue. venue. My, nice. So my, my dad went to go see them up in forests. Fucking hell, obviously. What, in a town hall? I, I, think, I think it was. <laughs> I genuinely think it was Fuck off. like tiny, and but the, it was like a on purpose the tour. Yeah, like let's pick weird and wonderful tiny. places. Yeah, and I think it was insane. But the I thing is, that I seen them in the tent at Teen the Park. I and it was one is of that, the that tuts ones. or yeah tuts, and it was phenomenal. It would be, it would be, would be wicked. Like yeah, would be wicked. So yeah, so that's why I've gone with this week. On restaurant of the week this week, we've got our uh, guest from our interview this uh, this episode. We've got David. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where have you got for us? It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to choose one. To be fair, <laughs> no no bias involved. But, um, I think uh, yeah, it's got to be smoke and soul for me. Awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, they have uh, they not only is their food like absolutely stunning, but um, they help me a lot. During lockdown, I was helping kind of run their kitchen so they could take some kind of time out to focus on other stuff um, through lockdown. And obviously kind of got stuck in um, a little bit in their business and saw what they do. And Corey and Lindsay that started it and run it um, have just got like an like, unreal product. It's just so good. And they do it all like with such like honesty and yeah. such as well. They just do everything the right way all the time. Um, like there's no like dipping in um standards for xyz reason it's all just very much like it's either yeah. it's not like it's um so they um are a barbecue firm that smoke their own meats they've got a big traeger timberline grill um and they smoke like a beef brisket um chicken thighs and and pork from the family butcher and um, it's Corey's uncle i think is the, the butcher hns milne and sons cool. um, so they're like Smoked meats are unbelievable. They're so good. I don't know if any of you guys. It's one of our personal yeah. favorites to go yeah, to. Yeah, we've definitely yeah, checked had them a out. Bad meal. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sitting there going, "Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just getting hungry here. <laughs> Funny is, like thinking now is that they weren't even on delivery and stuff um, prior to lockdown. It was they were just at Six Degrees North and obviously doing their events, and it was lockdown that made them go on delivery. And obviously, I was kind of in amongst it, so I saw kind of how it just went like through the roof, and they've just maintained it as well um, because the food's just like the ultimate. Like any time, it's like you're having like a takeaway in the evening and wanting something to pig out on or you're super hungover and need like a mac and cheese with like filthy like smoked chicken and like sauce over it and stuff and um yeah their food is absolutely like insane it's just so good such an honest product and just like the nicest people behind it as well so the ultimate kind of the ultimate food business in Aberdeen um is, is those guys so I definitely push anyone towards them Awesome, awesome. Right, guys, I think that rounds us up for today's podcast. It does indeed, it does indeed. Wicked. So we'll catch us all in two weeks for episode 16 when we'll be sitting down with skateboard photographer Leo Sharp. Thanks again, guys. Love you and leave you. Bye!